all again. It's footy and frothies. Daggy <laughs> and Barney are with you. David, you're stuck with me for another hour and a half to talk all things National Rugby League as the competition has wrapped up. We're in Studio B this evening at the Grey Gums <laughs> Hotel. Uh, hello to everyone on YouTube. Uh, yeah, what's going on? Uh, probably a better background. but um, It's all right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I probably won't ask you how your week was. but um, Tough couple of days, mate. Hi, mate. But um, we're, we're still here. We're still kicking. Uh, life goes on. It does. But, um, and yeah, so how, how have you been? How was your weekend? Yeah, good. Good uh, Father's Day? Yeah. Got a um, couple of nice Saw some videos prints of for some the presents wall at home and uh, came down and had a few beers with Vince in the afternoon. So. Oh, lovely. Can't complain as I leave awkward beer silence in the middle there. But no, it's been <laughs> all right. So it's been all right. Just beautiful weather in Sydney town. Wasn't it? A magnificent evening again tonight. And looks like it's going to be perfect weather for the first round of the finals, at least in Sydney. Arun's <laughs> dancing. Just being harassed by the bar staff. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, up on Instagram, thanks, Arun. Might need a power cord soon. Anyway, yeah, so we shoulder on. But uh, it was what it was, footy. Like, what are we... To be an interesting review. Some show, fantastic you... games of footy and some not so <laughs> not so good mm. games over the weekend. Um, I think we saw a couple of games that were probably close to the best games of the year, to be honest. Um, and uh, the other five or six were probably pretty average. Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Uh, we'll get to it, but especially that Friday Thursday night game was a lot of fun. But the byproduct. That's the byproduct of slow line speed and a bit more space for quality players and that sort of thing as well. I think. Yeah, but you, I think we saw a lot of skill from a few of those young boys oh, coming through as well. To, to be honest, yeah, uh, and no fear for some of those kids, which we'll talk yeah. about. Definitely wasn't as physical as what you what you're going to see this week with the, no. with the same two teams lining up. But not at all. But it was a lot of fun, as I said. Enjoyed that game. Mm. Enjoyed a couple of these and uh, turned at least one off <laughs> before half time. But <laughs> you didn't get through it. We'll get to. No, I didn't yeah, get through that. Okay. Anyway, I want to give a shout out first of all to the Supercoach, a couple of Supercoach winners. The, our comps are wrapped up, but we had to mention, uh, I guess, their overall standings. Mm-hmm. And as, as mentioned, touched on last week, Coopermaker won the Frothing Footies comp and Jack won the Footy and Frothies comp. Uh, but just a couple of shout outs. Coopermaker finished top 1,000, 883. Beautiful. Lloyd, so he's had a, he's had a good weekend, Lloyd. All Apparently around. he had a second account that finished in the top 100. Really? So, but <laughs> yes. Actually? Yeah. Why didn't he play that one in these comps? I don't know. He played them somewhere else and made a bit of money apparently. So, <laughs> But yeah, right. we, I saw a bit of a, um, a discussion online with uh, Luke, who's mm-hmm. a, another comp that we, we both play in. And um, yeah, apparently his uh, second account was inside the top 100. So. Oh, got a couple of tracksuits. Mm. Uh, 3XL if you need a spare. <laughs> And uh, GT finished 1,407th overall, so top 1%. He was quite chuffed. Yep. And Fisho, 1,832. So some good Lovely. results all around. Uh, they were high-quality comps. They were. And we'll do it all again and torture ourselves through it all again. But given he's taken it all, we might well re- he does listen to the show, Lloyd. So mm. if he is in Western Sydney and wants to come on to the Supercoach preview next year, reach out to us. He might even have a hat for him along the way. Lloyd's a Kiwi, isn't he? He might be. Well, we have I'm Zoom now sure as well. He's over there. But, um, yeah, he's obviously got a very good take on the on the way the Supercoach goes together. We've got a few blokes um, in GT. Boom, didn't have a bad year. I think mm. we were both inside the top 15% or something. So that's nothing really to be sneezed at either, considering there's 140-odd thousand people and you finish in front of yeah. over 100,000 of them. That's not too bad. Quality competition. 
Thanks to everyone that took part in that. Only other Supercoach comment I want to make is I saw yet another sniper team win the mm. team of the week. Uh, honestly, Supercoach, you dorks there. If you are going to give away weekly prizes, to me, if you haven't signed up by, say, round three, mm-hmm. you should be eligible. Yeah. yeah no matter what simple. you do. Like, what a wank to give away, to have these teams go and just pick, especially this weekend where they had the Nicaremas and all sorts of people yeah. in their team that obviously they weren't carrying all year. Or at least to have to be, you know, running a team for six or eight weeks before you before be, do eligible. become eligible. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think they can do well to get rid of the end of them because it was rampant again this year. It always happens origin time in the last couple of rounds every year. Someone creates a new account and jumps in and, and 1,800 points, I think it was. Yeah. Massive Ridiculous. score. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the... PCTC has been decided. Uh, have you got an over, the overall winner as well as I do have the overall winner? winner. Uh, again, thanks to Gaz and everything going on there. Just quickly before we get to it, um, the spring Top carnival line. is in full spring. Full spring. It does. Full three, four it weeks in. Full pomp. Yep. Uh, and going well. So, But he's got all every sport under the sun covered these days if you search <laughs> PCTC tipping. On Facebook, but more importantly, who won the comps here? Yeah, you want to get into a tipping comp for just about any sport that's out there? <laughs> Hit up PCTC tipping. Um, Proudy was the overall winner, 148 points. He was first overall in uh, the competition. Then we came back to our first overall in the footy and frothies comp. <laughs> it was the missus on 140 points. She finished 15th overall. Second was Ra. RAH434, 24th overall and second in our comp. And boom, snuck into third. Danon really? Danon yeah. with 137 points, 27th overall, but third in the footy and frothies comp on 135 points. Uh, our fantastic leader of the PCTC tipping, Gaz, managed to sneak into sixth. 35th overall, 134 points. Daggy seventh over a uh, seventh in the footy and frothies, 39th overall of about 68 people, I think it was, and 132 points. Made up some big ground at the back end of the year. The last, I think, the last 10 weeks, you mm-hmm. were pretty on, pretty That's much on fire. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I finished 11th in the footy and frothies comp, 60th overall, on 122. And Mariah finished last. I'm pretty sure. Yes, and Ollie wasn't far behind. <laughs> yes. But I managed to make up about five or six spots in my last five or six weeks were pretty good. Um, I tipped the round on the show and then did something different on the, <laughs> on the well tipping comp. <laughs> but well done to everyone involved there. Uh, as fantastic comps. We'll be back doing it with them again next year. Look forward to all of that. Uh, it starts early. You know? We'll start pushing that out in February next year. Injury news. Uh, Connor Tracy has suffered an injury, but mm. he's been named this week, so it's undetermined. So is saw, Kennedy, though. I was going to say, there's, there's a sneaky mm. Will Kennedy name in that squad <laughs> as well, which we'll there get is. to in the preview. Uh, Dan Tupo is going to miss the majority of the final series with a knee injury as well. Okay. Uh, so I have I still undetermined what that is, but it's no good. And apparently there's an injury cloud on Luke Summerton, but I, have no, I saw he was named an extended squad today. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah. Again, we'll watch this spot, but no reserve hooker, which is interesting. Some question marks around Manu as well. And Manu still been has lip, been Limping named, around for the last two weeks. Yeah, comes oh. off the injury the other week. Mm. Uh, judiciary news. Seb Chris will be missing uh, the finals and most likely a fair chunk of the start of next year after trying to drive, uh, was it Katoa, through it the ground? the only Katoa's head It was actually quite nasty. It, it wasn't far from being a McKinnon-style incident. Mm. It was pretty bad, so... 
I don't really have a complaint about that. No, yeah, I'm, I've seen I've seen it sin bend other days, but yeah, it's these days it's pretty much an automatic send off when you get them up in ninety degrees to the. <laughs> sorry, we get them up um, that vertical and drop them straight on their head. Well, the, the closest, well, the most recent dumping send off I can think of was Cleary last year, and this was ten times worse than that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, can't complain. I think uh, hopefully he's learned. He's like, I know it's like everything. It's a bit of momentum and everything involved, but it yeah, wasn't, wasn't particularly good. Signing news. Ooh. Cam Murray has re-signed with Souths till 2028. And Dylan Edwards has signed a, a approximately 900k a year deal with the Panthers to until 2028. Does that That's make real. him a yeah. 900k better fullback than me? Probably. And you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'd say a one and a half million dollar better f- <laughs> fullback than you. But uh, I guess well deserved on a couple of great years. It yeah, absolutely. He's been in that, pretty much pushing his way into that marquee position for the last few years. He's been uh, in, you'd have to have him in your top three, well, top five at worst, year in, year out for the last three years. So. Uh, and that has resulted in allegedly according to media today, uh, basically Penrith telling Luai that he's looking at around a figure of 700, 750. at the most. Maybe yeah. maxing out eight. We'll see whether he takes that and is happy or whether he goes open market. He could, look, a dumb club like the Tigers would probably give him a million bucks. I suspect he'd probably take the money, but we'll see. I don't know. Do you want to cast any aspersions? Maybe he's happy with that and happy living life. Well, it's, it's a little a bit bad, around a with his... Because he's left his uh, management agency, apparently they've turned around and said, if you want to do a deal directly with the club yourself, you can do it. But otherwise you have to wait 90 days if you bring in another management company, which takes him out past the November 1 deadline. As a result, there's no... um, Yeah, there's been no official table, uh, offer tabled. You'd save six to ten percent on management fees. Probably make that. Yeah, that's right. So if, if you're signing a direct comp, it's probably not a bad deal if so you it's if pr- the, account. If you give him the full eight hundred, you're probably pushing up to eight sixty, eight seventy. If you're doing a deal yourself, but it's you know it's the worst way to live life. So you can keep winning comps and make eight hundred a year. Yeah, because um, obviously that what what's six percent? It's about sixty grand, fifty to sixty grand. So that you'd have to pay a manager. Yeah. If you don't if you don't have to do that, that's an extra 50 grand for you. But. Exactly. Uh, but we'll see where it heads. Uh, as I said, I'm, I'm sure some club will throw a million bucks at him and if he's so inclined, he might well take it and more power to him if he does. It's not an aspersion. It's just no, absolutely what he's not. after in life, doing the best he can. Uh, any other news you want to discuss? Well, he's done plenty of work at Penrith already. Got a couple of rings. Could possibly be three by the time he's done, you know. And Fair chance. He's probably got what five, six years left in him, maybe, maybe a fraction more. more but depends. Yeah. If, if Penrith offered him five years at that price, you'd be mad not to take make that money. Make, could go make that money. Uh, and Brad Schneider has been signed yes. to come back to Penrith to cover Place Jack Cogger, who's on the way out. Yeah, good signing. You know, it, he's Think got his so, job yeah. to do for a month, a year, and cool. Surprised he wasn't given uh, more opportunity at the Raiders before he was pushed out to the Super League, to be honest. Um, anyone that was listening at the start of the year would have heard that I had. To, I, I thought he was a, a very skillful player and someone that had a definite future. So what better um, what better place to go to and under, be an understudy than the best halfback yeah, exactly. or the second best halfback? Would, either way you look at it, one of the best halfbacks in the comp. Um, everyone that's been under 
in that Penrith system from the last couple of years has got a, a decent job somewhere else. As Sullivan's Cogger, picked Cogger. up some money, Katoa, Cogger's yeah. uh, now gone off back to Newcastle. So. Yeah, exactly. It's not a bad place to come and learn. So yeah, good luck to him. Uh, any other news you want to touch on? I know there's been a lot of bullshit around the Bulldogs and South and whatever else, but I don't think there's a lot that hasn't been discussed elsewhere or we didn't discuss last week, really. No, no not at all. Let's get through our last season proper review of 2023 as we kicked off on Thursday night with an entertaining game. 32-22, the Storm defeating the Broncos. What the stats say, Mark? Three tries to Brisbane, six to the Storm. Three out of three conversions played, four out of six. Two out of two penalty attempts. Brisbane with 72% completion. The Storm with 85%. 104 plus running metres for, for Melbourne. Five line breaks to six, 32 tackle busts to 42, 10 offloads to six, three force dropouts to one, 327 tackles played 337, 10 errors to six, four penalties conceded to five, four ruck infringements to one, a sin bin against the Storm team. Tristan Saylor with 123 supercoach points, Anderson with 96 and Pereira with 85. Sounds like you really enjoyed this game, so you may as well. I thought it was a fantastic game of rugby league, mate. A lot of quality football and a whole heap of young kids stepping up into first grade that really put out some really good performances. Some of them that we've seen before in the likes of Anderson and Tristan Saylor, but still not fully exposed yet. And um, a few guys that we haven't really seen here that played some some pretty good um, football, I thought. Captain Fleglos got the <laughs> managed to score. I think that was the first game he's ever captained, and he barges over for the first try of the game. A little bit of footwork, but that was um, that was pretty soft there, to be honest. From the uh, from the Broncos, I really loved what I saw from Tristan Saylor. That yeah. the cutout pass for that um, for the second try of the game was just like. He's, he's thrown it over four or five blokes' heads and got it out to the winger and there was no one anywhere near him. They couldn't even touch him, I think, before he put the ball down. Um, Storm made a couple of errors and Brisbane managed to to bounce again. But um, Well, for a good 50 minutes, Brisbane were clearly the better team and Saylor was the star of the show. Uh, mm. He was in the right spot defensively uh, in attack, uh, not just those touches. He was fantastic all night. He looked dangerous every time he had the ball. Uh, yeah, just, just sort of half, sharp. Yeah. Um, he's old Madden throwing bludger passes oh, and intercepts yeah. down the other end of the field. But, um, well, that that started the right, actually. But we'll get to that. Uh, and we'll get to that halves. Uh, but I, as I said, I, I do want to temper a little bit because I think this was a reserve grade, a reserve grade game with good players involved mm-hmm. in terms of intensity, line speed. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you watch the Brisbane line speed this week, it's not going to be what Oh, yeah, and the middles... The, the, and the middles... The middles aren't going to get gaps. cut apart That's by right. the back, uh, um, the outside but backs. Yeah, like you're allowed, allowed to say they played well. Mm. Um, I thought young Rogers looked the most likely of the Brisbane house. Far, mm-hmm. He looked far yeah, better yeah, than absolutely Jock at times. Uh, and apparently uh, Action City, they, as, a, as, a, as a pairing, they do quite well. Uh, week in, week out, but yeah, well, he plays with Sailor, doesn't he? In the, I think they, I think he's Sailor. Uh, Sailor's, I thought Sailor's playing five eight. He might be with right. Rogers, if Sailor's, a, if Sailor's got sure five eight in the future, mm. that's very interesting. If he's, you know, when when Reynolds goes, whether I'm pretty sure that conversation was you, that Sailor and Rogers play okay. halves. I thought for, it was Jock and Rogers, yeah, but no. um, either way, don't mm. want to tell us what. Um, <laughs> was probably the bloke in question who told More us in the first likely. place, but. Uh, I, I loved what I saw. I, I think he, well, he's a genuine first grader. It's just where he finds a home and mm-hmm. 
what he finds at home doing, whether it's time to just back him on a winger in the centre next year. He's got to be in the. He's got to be there somewhere. Yeah. They're, they're losing losing what a centre and a winger and someone else. I think so. Oates is being crowbarred out. Mm. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd love to see him in there somewhere, even if they play him as a fourteen, and mm. do give him a bit of time at hooker, a bit of time at six. I think he'd handle all those sort of spine positions. Realistically, he's not the smallest guy in the world, and yeah, I think he'd put, yeah, you could throw him in for a bit at hooker and. He could easily play 14. And, yeah. He can handle 20 minutes in the back play row. Play a bit of back row at 13. 13. Yeah. Link man. But, um, yeah, it was it was very impressive, I thought. Um, the outside backs for mine were what really got the storm up and going. The likes of Anderson and um, Olam and that coming in and taking some of the, that pressure off their forwards. Well, we, haven't and, seen, we haven't seen Anderson all year, have we? He played quite a bit last year. Uh, I think year. he played one. Last might have played one or two yeah. games early. But, um, it's just about his best showing. Yeah, Definitely. And um, they really they got in and started um, getting the fo- the um, the Broncos forwards sort of a bit all over the place, really mm. beating them with footwork and speed and um, cutting open the, the the middle of the field. And then they they're doing it out wide as well. But um, big one, big turning point for mine was when the Broncos couldn't capitalise with Remus Smith in the bin for ten minutes. Mm. They had a lot of ball. They were down there. They had op- plenty of opportunities and um, Storm. Scramble defence was fantastic. And, um, yeah, they kept them out during that time. Um, but, yeah, their bench, their, their defence was very good. And uh, that was probably the difference in the in the game, to be honest. The benches were a complete contrast. Like, the Broncos bench was trash, realistically, apart from Marty Tapao. The other three blokes weren't worth feeding that came no. off the bench for the Broncos. Whereas... Um, um, well, yeah, well, just quickly, Moses has been one you've been waiting for. Mm. I suppose it's hard to tell a final appearance right, that. And he played about 10 or 15 minutes, yeah. I think, and um, yeah, had oh, very but, little involvement. It's going to be mentioned. It's just sort of If you've been placed in your first grade, so you mentioned five times every game. Yeah. But an odd, bi- odd build for a hooker. To yeah, pretty, pretty lanky. tall, lanky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, um, yeah, it is interesting. But the, the whole bench for this, the Storm were, were good. Howarth, one that was mm-hmm. uh, tipped at the start of the year, I thought he was tremendous, uh, making his debut here for the Storm, um, coming off the bench. Far logo, man, that Mate. pace and footwork was <laughs> outstanding. Can, it's, it's, the old cliche, you can't you can't teach pace, but he blew them away on two or three occasions, or well, a couple With of tries. Those and, steps as well, and yeah. the fact that. He he put Pappy away and Pappy was sort of angling towards the the wing and he just went, "What the fuck are you doing?" and <laughs> ran around him <laughs> to his outside and like, "Okay, give me the ball now. You're not going fast enough." <laughs> that was um that was pretty entertaining and it was probably the try of the match really. Um, probably and a great finish too. A great and actually yeah, across this corner. weekend we said everyone, but God, there were some fucking special <laughs> finishes this weekend in just about every game. There's. If you went back and showed wingers ten years ago, so highlights of this weekend, they would be losing their mind because finishes in. I just don't understand how half of them are able to control the oh, ball the way that they do when the, in the, all of those different angles that they get themselves in, involved in. Um, Paliasia, Piakura, and Flegler were good in the middle mm-hmm. for for the Broncos. Their halves were okay, but um, nothing outstanding. Pier, uh, Pereira. Deloise Hoyter, I thought, had good games, as did uh, Jordan Rickey. 
getting um, very distracted in here, considering yeah, sorry. normally we don't. We just sit outside <laughs> with a bunch of drunks and Sammy getting distracted by it's the bright the lights and the noises, the, the beeping noises. I think. Gosh, but like <laughs> I thought Jensen was great. I thought Corey Jensen had a fucking yes, brilliant game. Forty odd tackles for one miss and plenty of work in the middle of the field. And Tristan Saylor was stupendous. Uh, in a losing team for mine, he was the man in the match. Um, Morol was the best of the forwards for the Storm. Olam, Tonomapia and uh, Nikarima all had very good games. Uh, Far Lago. I thought Wishart was really good in the halves for um, the Storm. I know we, we've seen him a bit now, but he hasn't... I don't think they've given him a full crack in the halves. Not in the halves, no. He's played, um, he's played hooker and fullback. Yeah. Uh, I know they've got Jonah Pezzett there as well, but <laughs> obviously there's some... Um, there's a, there's a bit of skill in and around the, that said, spine. Uh, Pappy was great. Pappy played basically yeah. every position in the spine through the second half. <laughs> he did, didn't he? he just switching and changing. First receiver, second receiver. Tommy half. Bit of 13. Uh, and I thought he was very, very good as well. Oh, yeah. I was just, just about to get to him and Anderson. They were the two best two best players for the, the Melbourne side. I had Sailor with three. I gave two to Anderson. A lot of his runs up down up that left-hand edge of the field were uh, instrumental for the Storm. And then I had either Pappenhausen or Jensen for the one. I had – it was a tricky one, but my, the, the four – I had Sailor Man, that's true. So I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, a breakout game, if he hasn't had enough breakout games yet. Actually, funny moment when they showed Wendell in the crowd and Wendell's was <laughs> waving for himself. And um, old mate Max Caster, Tristan Sailor, was rolling his eyes. Um and then I was a toss-up between Pappy, Jensen, Anderson, and I thought Fairlongo is probably worthy of a point, but mm. uh, given he broke the game open when he came on, um, happy to go. Given they won, we'll go Pappy and um, Anderson, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honorary mention, course, I thought Corey Jensen was far longer in, in, yeah. in the same effort. Um, the ultimate question from this game is, do you even read anything into it? Can't nah, we get can't. next week? Not a chance. No I, way. And I think it's the same when we get to the Warriors, when people go, oh, they lost the week out. Do you think they're worried? And <laughs> if I think they're not worried, then why should I worry? Well, both the halves will be different for both teams. Exactly. <laughs> um, you've got a whole, basically the whole new forward pack coming in for the Broncos. Um there was two or three of that that'll be coming in for the Storm it's as well. And, and just, you know what? You it's going to be eight or nine changes You know what Kevy signed sides. up for last week? And you know what Kevy signed up for this week. Yeah, yeah So absolutely. I think the, you just go, okay. Like I said, if they're not worried about it, which they wouldn't be, you start again and you read nothing into it. Same as when we get – I think a little bit same when we get the Warriors. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to 54-12, Manly over the Tigers. It talks about some st- – this was actually disgraceful and I I turned it off at half time. When, when – when you're watching blokes pass under seven style to other blokes over the try line in first grade rugby league, it, you have to ask <laughs> questions about your state of life. But talk about it because I'm going to go pee and uh, I don't really care that much. Ten tries to two, seven out of ten conversions played two out of two for the Tigers. 76% completion played 81%, 902 plus running metres and 152 plus post contact metres for the Manly side. 16 line breaks to three, 59 tackle bust to 26, 13 offloads to eight. One force dropout for the Manly team, 276 tackles played 291. 12 errors by Manly, eight by the Tigers, five penalties conceded to four, two ruck infringements to zero, uh, one inside the 10 against the Manly team. Supercoach points, Todd Cooler with 188, 
Moli Olukawatu with 177. Daily Cherry Evans with 153 and Saab with 113. Then you had two other Manly players before you got to Api Coruscant on 66. <sighs> Poor Daggy, what an absolute shit show that bloke had to put up with this weekend and <laughs> had to endure. How the hell can you have... Here, he's just come back in here. I'll, ju I'll just repeat the last line that I had before... <laughs> you rejoined us. You're what a consummate an professional, David, absolute I'm sure. shit show you had to endure this weekend. You, you were supposed bastard. to finish this by now. <laughs> 30 seconds into the game, Molly Olakowicz is just striding down the touchline. That's what I should have turned off. <laughs> Ball back inside and try within, what, 40 seconds of the game kicking off. It was. Oh but then what they God. do is they actually sucked me in for about eight minutes. Yeah, they got the shit together for Where, about and ten minutes. I was like, minutes. here we go. <laughs> they did. That was my next line. In the next five or ten minutes, they actually got the shit together, got one back, and that was about as good as it got for the poor old Tig Pies. Um, Any time the ball seemed to get two passes wide from the manly attack, they were just carving holes through the defence for the Tigers. Um even a couple of times it was just one pass off the ruck and they were, they were causing problems in and around that defensive line. Um, it's just metres to be found down the down both edges every time it got there. Uh, is that bad? Like, yeah, as you mentioned previously, DCE's just gifting tries to Jakey and then they go and do it again later for Gordon. <laughs> they must I think they've... There must be um he must be a pretty good young kid. They seem to be uh, really they seem to be really around him, don't they? He's to a give good him player. A, give him a kick last week and then give him the try. Yeah, he must be under a few people's wings. And Morgan, great like He's got some good service out of him. Yeah. Like built low to the ground. He seems well, uh, decent they, enough in told, defense. Um, Croker. Croker he can go elsewhere, so I assume you were gonna really? see yeah, not Croker, okay. no, who's their backup? Lawton. Oh Carl Lawton, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no Croker's been fantastic. No, Croker has been brilliant. It's probably the only reason that's really kept the the young fella out of the side. But yeah, they seem to be um they seem to be all about him, <laughs> getting him involved in the games when he's had his two games. Um, Manly checked out with about fifteen minutes to go. Uh, they were still you know competing, but they they really weren't putting the pressure on like they were earlier in the game. In the game, um, he like. Just count on one hand how many players are worth mentioning from the Tigers. There's, yeah, it was very fucking little. Clement, while maybe Simpkins and Appy. That's yeah. yeah. That's about it. Definitely Clemmer and Twile were decent, and Appy was their best. Simpkins was maybe it, slightly it, better than average. It, and I'm not saying, and we are heading towards our award show, which I assume might be next week. Actually, uh, it'll be sometime. <laughs> There is a strong argument to be made that Appy is close to by the year only in from the... I'm not saying I'm going to pick him because I don't think about this and also Reese Walsh might win a comp. Mm. But uh, I would dread to think of a world without Appy Coruscant and his Tigers team. Like, it is terrifyingly scary what would this Tigers team be like without Appy in it. Might have scored about 30 points all year. Yeah, like, le le and that's legitimate. Terrifying. Being honest. Uh Bullymore, Jake and Harper were, were good for the Manly side. Um Arthur had a pretty good game, I thought, uh -huh. in the halves. Um Sipley was very good again. His last four or five weeks have been fantastic out of Sipley. Um 
but the outside backs just owned this game <laughs> anytime they touched it. Like I think the um I think the lowest run meters was about 170 for anyone in the outside backs well, for men. When it's touch football, they were just carving up it? down the outside. Um, Saab was great. TCE Hamoli were brilliant, uh, but Cooler was untouchable. He was brilliant just about every time he touched the ball in this game. And I know I poured a bit, a little bit of cold water in the last game around line speed, and it's a little bit the same here. But I had the thought in this game. Can you see a world, or is it worth pursuing? Apparently, they've half told Cooler he can go somewhere else if he gets a first grade gig. Yeah, right. But could you see a world where they're better off sticking with Cool, having a preseason with Cooler at one, and Turbo and Garrick at centre? Centres, yeah. It's a good team. Absolutely. Now, I know a couple of those won't want to hear that they're not fullbacks anymore. But and Gary can uh, become quite scary, even with Tommy inside. And, and, and Gary Tommy, on a and wing. you have Brooks filtering in and out of those. Those three names plus DCE being DCE, all of a sudden that's a uh, scary frost. Seems uh, much more impactful playing out of fullback than he does in Agreed. centre. And, and does you think Tommy? He, we know he can take some a, of his running meters away from him. But he's a tackle breaker. Mm. He's an offloader. He can roam. He can play the you Joey Manu role. Have to Manu defend role. a little bit more, but there's and probably he's, a, he's the best centre in the game in Origin. It's a bit less, obviously a lot less running, um, a lot, probably not as much high impact running so either, which would probably out of him. be a good way, even if you, or just to his, ease him back his in. His job is to then, from his injuries, but. say camp on a left edge, float off Luke Brooks, wait for a hole and fucking barge over two blokes. Yeah, and play second. Pretty good at it. Go and play a bit of second fullback if he needs to. Yeah. And, and if he wants open to, the game can, up that way. Yeah. And get probably get closer to the ruck too. I think, like, you know, it's a big call, it but of it's, sense, worth, it's worthwhile. Mm. I think it's worthwhile pursuing, but I'm not Anthony Seabog. Uh, it's, yeah. what, two two or three games for Cooler at fullback, and he's not very good. He looks look like a star in both. Admittedly, you know, da- a little bit down yeah, great, yeah, yeah, but it's brought the best. He's had his two best games of first grade back-to-back. Why not run with it? And, and, and really, you're talking about Harper and Parker, like, with all due respect to them. I know I'd be too scared to face every week. <laughs> um, and um, the other bloke, uh, Vega's been good, but obviously we get back, they get back um, the other winger, whose name escapes me. Anyway. Tuapalutu. Tuapalutu. Mm. He's okay. Yes. Uh, but I would be setting up my squad that way and seeing what you can bring to the table. Makes sense, mate. That's, um, yeah, very good idea. I had Cooler with three. I had um, Hamoli with the two and DCE with the one, but uh, you could switch I DCE, DCE and Hamoli. Two. What are you going to say? Yeah, what? give me give DCE two. Yep. Olakowatu the one. Did you probably pushes him close to the Cornella for a day game. There, he's probably up and about there. He would be up there. Next up, we got. If they'd won two or three more games, he'd probably be right up he'd there. Probably nearly, but, yeah. yeah, be in the finish. Uh, next up, we've got the Roosters twenty six. Putting Souths 12 out of their misery for the year. What did the stats say, Barn? Two tries to five, two out of two conversions, played two out of five for the Roosters. One out of one penalty attempt for the Roosters. 79% completion for both sides. Three line breaks to six. 35 tackle busts played 33, four offloads to eight. Three force dropouts from, for Souths, one for the Roosters. 336 tackles played 340. Ten errors to nine, six penalties conceded to five. Four ruck infringements against the Roosters and one inside the 10 against the Roosters. Uh, Palgo with 103 supercoach points, Murray with 93 and Cook with 88. It's a um, pretty good game, to be honest. But um, I thought the 
the composure out of the um, the composure and incisiveness out of the Roosters' attack was the difference. Rabbits seemed very frantic for big parts of the game, um, apart from Cook, who was tremendous in and around the ruck and providing uh, massive meters in the middle. Once it seemed to get out past the past the forwards, out to Cody and Co. Out there, it got um, things got a got pretty frantic, and the ball did hit the ground probably too there, often. Yeah, that left edge, and they got they, they got him into motion plenty of times, mm. and without fail, Cody found the grass. Yeah. And I don't know who that's it's a combination of both, but yeah, of course, um, yeah, and by a long way, there's a few times it was overrun, underrun. And the Roosters the were just so much more organised and patient, um, even though. Walker was buzzing around doing what he does. <laughs> he's been a good addition, actually, coming back the last two last two yeah, weeks. Yeah. I think he's made a, a big difference to their attack, which uh, annoys the shit out of me considering they're playing the Sharks this week. <laughs> but, um, it was very competitive for the majority of the game. Uh, the Roosters' goal line defence was fantastic, especially at the start of the game. Um, it, it, it's the best goal line defence in the comp on paper, but the last two weeks it's been outstanding. Mm. They even without the Walkers fuck ups, yeah, I was they could say, have scored. Probably a little bit flooded they, because of um some of the but some of the th- scrappy there, stuff. There was times there where they had a good four, five, ten minute, no, four, four, five, six minutes on their line, but they never once felt like they scoring. saved two or three tries in the first twenty minutes. I yeah. think it was just that scramble with blokes getting two and three blokes all coming across in cover, and they they just work so well laterally on their try line and they just so much cover for each other the the defense yeah easily saved two or three tries which is obviously the difference at the back end of the game massive difference at the back end of the game um south outside backs really struggled to get out into the game as we as we both said but it was a direct result of both halves they um they did not cover themselves in glory uh, cook set up the middle very well but yeah the outside backs were were struggling hard. Uh, the Roosters really hard, uh, were happy, I think, to just try and match the middle and get to the edges quickly because I think they saw some weaknesses out there, which they um, they did expose, obviously, towards the back end of the game. Um, Graham was the best of the backs for, for the south side. Totola and Selle were very good. Keon was okay. But Murray, Murray and Cook were their best two players by mile. They were brilliant in the middle of the field. Campbell Graham's playing for an injury, he has to be, because he's, I know he was good here, but he's a couple of his defensive, um, the swally at palming straight off, mm-hmm. uh, and a couple other of his defensive efforts where he just was brushed. He, he wasn't doing that six months ago. No, he's no. Not, and he's not know. moving, not moving think, uh, uh, laterally as well sternum, either. I think they said it's his sternum. It, it has up. been his sternum, yeah, for, um, since he's not, Origin. He's, he's not with us. Remember he didn't, yeah, he's didn't not play Origin then, because of his sternum. He hasn't been with us but I think at he his might, level. I think he might be holding a leg injury as well, just yeah. because of the way he's been burnt on the outside a couple of times, which you don't generally see. No, that's what I mean. Just, just, there's so. moments in this game where it's like, that's not the Campbell Graham that we've wrapped for freaking four years. Suwali'i and Kiri were... With decent, I thought so. Was the cheese? He was, he's getting. Uh, he's been very good the last four or five weeks, considering how poor he was at the start of the year. Wong, Egan, Egan Butcher were very good. Um, Terrell May again. He's very been very impressive yeah. off the off the in off about, the bench. Was he led their own meters in about fifty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Radley had a fantastic game, as did uh, Billy Smith. I thought they they were very good. Um, had a good impact on the match. Pauga was fantastic. It, didn't let anyone down. He's pretty physical for mm-hmm. for a winger. Um, and Tedesco and Walker were awesome. Kiri was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Kiri, I thought Kiri was outstanding here. He's um, he just he 
he's just so good at bringing those outside backs into the game. Now he's they've worked out that's what they want to do. That's what he does. Yeah. He drags in the line. Not quite like Nicarima, not the same style, but he'll go deep enough where it gets them in. Yeah, and then he sort he of floats back a fraction. Float, yeah, and then it's not like he doesn't go through, route. but he'll yeah. go right. I'm going, and then, um, and then work off that. I thought he was phenomenal here. Actually, I thought he was really good. But so was Walker and Teddy. No arguments there. It's funny you watch this game, and this I don't. This sounds like a dickhead thing to say or something, but <laughs> you, the, you watch even watch Ring <laughs> Roosters run out, and once the game's starting, you do it. They, fit, they just feel like a team that knows how to play finals footy. And they know they're about to play finals footy. And it's like, right, we know what's next. And Whereas the back end of this, these um, Bunnies players, and, and going into the game, I said they'll look ragged by they the end of it. They, looked, yeah, they, they looked ragged by the end of it, as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. I, I just don't quite, like, again, not a lot's changed. A lot of these are on long-term contracts. You've seen the stuff in the paper about South this week. It's a pretty simple thing for South. I think they're going to have to come back and say, no one gets special treatment. You're all going to work your ass off. You're all going to run 15Ks at the start of the year and mm-hmm. do this, that, and the other. And you're all going to be as fit as you can be. And that's how we're going to win the comp because they're capable of doing it. They are. Or they're all going to spit the dummy shit chips and run 10th next year. I don't think there's any in between. Uh, and we saw one version this year. It'd be it's now up to people to take themselves to to prove. Well, this is that this otherwise. was Brisbane from last year. Yeah, almost well, it was. It almost was. identical. Is. Yeah, running first, or I think Brisbane were running second or third, but our top four. You know, top four halfway through the season to can just fall over. I think what they win two two or something out of their last eight, something like eleven, that. eight, nine, yeah. ten, eleven games. It <laughs> just absolutely fell off a cliff, and. There were still good performances out of blokes like your Cooks and your Murrays, Sellers, mm. uh, you know, Tom Burgess. I think he might have. You know, they they lost a bit of a bit of momentum when they lost him there. But Tass um, had a hot run for a bit. He mm, disappeared. Uh, Graham carrying injury, as you the, said. What they but. do with Ilias is interesting. Whether they continue to back him, whether we get to a world where we see Whiten and Walker in the halves. <laughs> I can't see Walker playing as a seven. No. So that <clears throat> no. But I don't know. I'd just throw shit against the wall. I don't Could you know. get Cody Fit and play him at fullback? Play no, Ilias no, and White. Play fullback. I reckon he'd be a better fullback than White. They're talking about putting White back know, at fullback. I, pos- I couldn't. And, and, but this is all news. <laughs> news limited shit. There's yeah, no way. No, there is no, no way White is going to decide he's a fullback play at, at fucking 13, thirty-three. Like I've been saying just for three up. years. Well, move Murray to an edge. Mm. You take the middle out, but hey, it's attack. The, the simple thing is, like, don't forget. You're three months, center. three minutes, three months ago, we were calling for Latrell to be the New South Wales halfback, so, uh, fullback. Mm. So it's not like he suddenly forgot how to play. He just and didn't. he's been injured, and then he didn't, <laughs> and then he got suspended. He can play, and he, like I said, if he turns up next preseason and works his ass off, and yeah, it, but they've been saying that for fucking since he was eighteen. So, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be. I, I don't have. I don't have the flame. <laughs> I, I don't have the freaking knives out for Latrell by any means. But they got to yeah. where you fit the deep move Latrell to six. But then you don't. You know, I don't quite. You're looking at then Johnson. Can Campbell Graham be a fullback? Possibly. Just all that. I don't know. We're talking <laughs> shit. Who cares? We are Move talking on. shit. Move um, on. Roosters look good. I think Roosters are genuinely, I think there's only five teams I would even consider to win the comp and Roosters are one of them. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying I'm not saying they should be ten to one. They're, uh, that's a they're twenty sixes chance to win the comp, but they're capable of doing it if all their shit clicks, and a few other teams play bad, because they've got the right parts in motion. I would say, and, and to clarify that, I would say, I don't know, top of my head, I don't want to try to do a mark off top of my head, but I would say it's Penrith, Brisbane, Daylight, Melbourne, Newcastle, Roosters. I'd probably put um, Melbourne in that bracket of three. Fair enough. And Brisbane fair enough. Absolutely. And Penrith, then a gap. Maybe less Daylight, maybe just Dusk. Warriors, prob- I'd probably put Newcastle in front of the Roosters, to I be honest. Did. And there's, so that's, that'd, oh, so be, I think, I think that'd be my yes. five. Um, I just think that the Roosters' attack can be shut down. I know Walker yeah. adds another, another, uh, a little bit to their attack, especially it's, and it's, a and it's a bit more direct and in and around the and post. I think he's doing, he's doing less dumb shit and more when it's right time stuff. Like even that kick through, he got lucky, but he's the sort of player that gets lucky. Yeah. That that sort of rebounder, he caught the hand back and scored, but. That's what he does. He, I just sort of feel he does those sort of shit where people go, oh, You fuck. see a lot of the Roosters stuff gets done on the outside of a winger. So for mm. mine, I'd be telling my winger to post up and then you've got your... And work back. And your, your centres work out and your fullback cover the inside. Yeah. Just to, you know, try to sort of shut that work edge work and, down. And, and, and target Kiri. Absolutely. Yeah, you, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're the winger. You stay on him. Mm-hmm. The centre and your second row are targeting. Well, your second row is targeting Cleary, uh, Keary and Walker when they get out there. Yeah. And your centre's holding with your fullback coming yeah. across. I, but I just, it, it, but it, yeah. it's more... Uh, then when the comp will almost be like... And their middles are a little susceptible too, to be honest. But Then when the comp will be almost like when we won like a second grade comp when we're all five years past our best. It's just you get to a final... And some people go, oh, fuck, mm. and, the, and everyone goes, well, we're here now. Mm-hmm. Teddy knows what he's doing in front of 80,000. Uh, Teddy's a massive Collins one. knows what he's doing. Kiri knows what he's doing. Manu knows what he's doing. Mm. Guzzi Crichton, we haven't even seen anywhere near it. Daylight <laughs> of his best. Uh, and Terrell Mays, well, hasn't been there yet, but God, he's been great since. Mm. Uh, as has uh, Egan off the bench, and they were both great. I don't know if you mentioned him. Uh, but, you know, again, we've, we've crept on a bit much more than we needed to, but uh, I, I, it, it's a very interesting finals game this week for the Roosters. But, Teddy for three, yep. Murray with two, mm-hmm. and then I had either um, Sam Walker or Cook for the one. I'm going to be controversial. One, but I thought Cook was very good. And go Walker two, Keary okay. one. But yeah. I know what you're saying with Murray. Murray and Cook with any two I'd even look at, and they will both well, deserve. Leave the point. them out. We'll go all roosters. Um, it's probably just because Cam Murray, Kiri two, back row of the year or something. But you get that in the big jobs. <laughs> Kiri two and who Jabbers are the one? Walker. Yep. You happy with that? All good. You can, you can argue. I'd have the two halves around the other way myself. We'll flip them. No, no, that's what I said. No, no. Right? All done. No, go Walker. <laughs> We're done. All right. Go okay. damn it. Bye. <laughs> And then we got two uh, Dolphins 34, Warriors 12 Saturday afternoon. Uh, some pretty soft stuff here from the Warriors, but imagine what he's looking at. Oh. I thought it was Warriors 10. Oh, it probably was. <laughs> Let me tell you in a sec. Doesn't matter. Six because tries to two. Five out of six conversions, one out of two for the Warriors. Seventy percent completion played seventy-five percent. In front of thirty-five thousand people at Suncorp. Good for them. That is Record good. crowds. Yeah, Again nice. this year. Another I think Penrith had three 
three or four straight sellouts. So. Mm, uh, Knights going for three in a row mm. or something. Sellouts up there. Four, maybe yep. even four. 362 plus running metres for the Dolphins. 15 line breaks to three. 36 tackle bust to 32. 21 offloads for the Dolphins. Eight for the Warriors. One force dropout from both teams. 311 tackles played 332. 41 ineffective tackles from the Warriors. <laughs> 12 errors to 14. Two penalties conceded to five. Two ruck infringements to one. Three inside the 10 against the Dolphins. Cody Nicarima with 103 supercoach points. Tessie New with 97. Then three other Dolphin players before you got to uh, Curran on 80 for the Warriors. Um, yeah, real strong performance from the Dolphins. First 15 minutes, the Warriors did well, I thought, in defence. A lot of attacking pressure from the Dolphins. So they were all over the top of them there for that first 15 minutes and took, I think it took a bit of energy out of the Warriors, realistically, considering the, the lineup that they put out there. A um, couple of nice tries, tackle uh, try-saving tackles in the again in that first sort of 20-minute period mm -hmm. from both teams. They've saved a couple of tries there. Um, just seemed like the Warriors couldn't get any... Decent amount of ball to apply any pressure in that in that first half. Um, the Warriors just, uh, the Dolphins just seem to have the ball all the time <laughs> in that first half of this game. Um, they made a lot of er errors as well between the both teams early in this match. Yeah. It was very scrappy in that first sort of twenty minutes, half an hour. But um, really high energy from the Dolphins. Good leg speed, and um, I thought. O'Sullivan was really busy early. I thought he was fantastic and he's probably a big part of setting up this game for the Dolphins at the start. Um, he's, yeah, very good. Uh, when the game was tough, the Warriors seemed to just die in that last 20 minutes. Of the, like, they had no energy. I don't know if it was an interest thing or <laughs> whether they were just completely gassed by, the, by about, um, you know half an hour into this game and they never really got back into it uh, they put it they put in some effort when it was when they were in good try scoring opportunities and the good ball but when it was in the grind they just didn't seem very interested at all or completely lethargic so I don't know what yeah. that was about but it, yeah, yeah. And, um, the, and the back end tries were all a result of that um, you don't generally see near Corey and co getting just Walked over or busted open, so. Yeah. But um, my concern is it's still. You mentioned how much they dug into those edges there, and they're the edges. They're the edges that are going to be up against Crichton and uh, Tungo next week. Yep. So, yeah, that's where I'm a little, little left cold with the Warriors now, and that's not a knock on what they've achieved this year, and they've done had a great season, and I hope they can improve. Throw to River and Toto in there. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's. Um, like I said, I'm not panicking about this particular result. I'm panicking about the fact that I think the tank's empty. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they way. found a fucking very nice pump for I think the five blokes that weren't here. Yeah, I think those guys will... Um, you will see some good effort out of the... Especially in the middle of the field there with um, some of those guys that they did rest. But, um, yeah, I still... Obviously, we'll get to that. But yeah. I don't know if it's going to be <laughs> enough for Penrith. Um, I thought Tua Piki was good for the Warriors at fullback. Um, Volkman did, had a decent game. Uh, Sirenen and Niakore were okay. Um, Montoya and Lusick were good. Yeah, he's, a, he's actually been pretty good, Freddie Lusick. 
Yeah, he has been since he's come back. Um, Barnett and Pompey were very good, and Curran was their best player. Though there was a couple of times where the Dolphins were streaking away to score, and nobody was chasing yeah. except for Curran, yeah. <laughs> and he chased them as far as he could. And yeah, he put in plenty of effort. Um, the entire Dolphin squad was good. Like there was, I don't think they had a bad player in this one. They they were all fantastic. The outside backs just absolutely carved them up. Uh, 177 meters was the lowest <laughs> running meters by any of the back five. Uh, they're just <laughs> running all over the top of them. Um, I thought Max Plath had a good, really good game yeah. for the Dolphins. Um, Kafusi was very good as well in the middle of the field. Wallace was fantastic. <laughs> Where's his ball playing come from? So he's decided he's freaking. He's always had an offload in him, but now he's yeah playing before the line yeah, now and apparently in he's the line and. Someone name it. I've got no analysis. Uh, yo, maybe. Yo, yeah, I was going to say Yo or Carrigan, but mm. um, the halves are outstanding, and Asako was an absolute standout as well. How good is Nick? Is this a career year for Cody? Cody yeah, I think so. He's now got to be first choice five eight, heading into next year. You would think so. Ahead of, with all due respect to Katoa and but Tariri he, the, Martin. The, the oh, he's is he coming up there? Is he? Yeah, well, he's um, he, Martin back. Tomorrow no, plays the Warriors. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they've got someone else coming. No, Herbie's going and um, Flegler's going. But no, um, they, they should build their – they can build their team around these halves. And Katoa's a year or two away anyway, and by then – He's 18. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, that's give him two years and get him back in, two years under Bennett and get him back in. Um, yeah, he's been phenomenal. And again, he's got that ability to get through the line before he passes. He pokes his head through. And it make and then next minute there's or he Zaka gets on the outside the of his defender, yeah, with uh, that pace and footwork that he's got, he's he's just and he just seems hard to get hold of too because well, he's, so he's small. just about <laughs> as good a in this form as good a running half as there is in the comp. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously Munster and Munster DCE maybe Lua ahead of him, I suppose, but it's mm. you know he's in that conversation. It was outstanding. Um, I gave Sullivan the three just because I thought he, when the okay. game was in the balance, he was the one that was really like, – at the start yeah. of the game, he was the one that was setting everything up. His kicking game was fantastic. Nick Arima with the two, but you could quite easily swap those two around if you wanted to. And Asako with the one. Uh, I went the essentially the same order. Um, I, I had Wallace in the conversation just because of his mm, ball playing. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm happy with your – let's go Nick Arima, O'Sullivan, sure. Asako. Okay. Sound fair? Yep. Uh Anything to take from this from Warriors? You just put, you just forget it and move on. No, no it was a, it was basically them just uh, getting they through, rested, getting they through this week. Yeah. Um, like you said earlier, with the Brisbane and Storm, they they weren't really dead set on what the outcome was. They just wanted to try and keep as many players fit and get yeah. them through, get them through this week and into next into the finals. So. Uh, then we got to a team that was not resting everyone. No. And, uh, and one forty four twelve. We're pretty keen on putting a result on too, by the looks of it. Uh, fucking clinical, man. Eight they were tries to two, six out of eight conversions for Penrith, two out of two for the Cowboys. Eighty four percent completion played, seventy four percent, seven hundred and two plus running meters and one hundred and twenty plus post contact meters for the Panthers. Ten line breaks to three, seventy three tackle busts to twenty four, twenty three offloads to five, one force dropout by the Cowboys. 317 tackles played, 322, eight errors to nine, four penalties conceded by Penrith, seven conceded by the Cowboys. One ruck infringement to both sides, one inside the 10 played two. A sin bin for the Cowboys, Cleary with 149 supercoach points, Critter with 124, uh, Taruva with 101, and Brian Toto with 100. 
And then Luciano got 88. Did he really? Good on him. Mm-hmm. He might be a good super coach um, starter next year. Absolutely. Anyway, we'll get to that next year. It would have been good if you picked him up as soon as he came back. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Been good. But Cowboys came to this game, right? They knew they had to win. Yep. They knew they had to step up. Mm-hmm. They knew they'd do something different to beat this Penrith team. They went on the field. There was no – and we've seen a template laid. We saw DC kick to the ground, take the back three out of it. We've seen – Offloading. Oh, get, get an upload back through the middle, make the – really make um, – Kenny's of the world work. Seeing the we've balls seen, to the edges quickly. We've seen all of this stuff mm. that we've prognosticated on, and they turned up and did fuck all. <laughs> they turned up and were deer in the headlights. Tried and to stood roll there through the middle and got and played the most boring I've ever seen and got beaten by the best football team possibly of all time of playing boring football mm. uh, and beaten well. And Complete domination, man. They dismantled the team on the verge of the eight. Like, yeah. they, as you said, had everything to play for. Extremely impressive performance for Penrith. Um, dominated 70 out of the 80 minutes. It was only like a 10-minute period out of the second half when um, obviously the coaches' words were still bouncing around inside their heads where the Cowboys actually had a pretty good crack and they were still playing through the middle for whatever reason. But they did, they did play pretty well for 10 minutes after halftime. But they couldn't even get close to Penrith. No. Nowhere near it. Liam Martin's eyes were just rolling around in his head. <laughs> just fucking smashing blokes left, right and centre. Loved to see that kind of shit. It was brilliant. Uh, he, he just, he had a target on anyone that came anywhere well, near yeah. him. But I, 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 and respect to him, like they turned up and they, and from, from the start of the week, they've always just gone, fuck them, we're going to be minor premiers. Mm. Let's set the tone yeah, and absolutely. let's get in. We've all this had a bit, we've all had a rest. We're all like, let's get going. And we'll and show them this is going to, I'm assuming if I if I'm Ivan Cleary at the end of this game, you're walking into the sheds and going, "This is the minimum performance that we put in yeah. from now till the rest of the final series." So yeah, yeah, this is what you know. You've just set the standard, and that's the lowest you blokes are going to get to put out for the exactly. next four weeks or whatever it is. Oh, watch out! Yep. Um, <laughs> the here, here she comes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those watching at home on YouTube. I forgot one of my battery packs. That's why I've been looking weirdly at the camera. But here she is. Can you come wave to the camera? Todd Payton Thank in the you. press conference. Say hello, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> See ya. Right. Bye. Todd Payton in the press conference absolutely gave it to the Cowboys. Like, oh, really? I didn't see No that. effort. Nobody did anything. What did yeah. Benji say about Any bloke having a go was Luciano and fucking <laughs> – I didn't see that one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it was probably well-deserved, really, because um, the effort just wasn't anywhere near where it needed to be to even be competitive with Penrith. But they were clinical. They forced them out of the game. Cotter and McLean were okay. Laybutt was the best of the backs, and he's, yeah, he's looking more and more yeah. like a first grader every time he goes out. The halves were shit house for the Cowboys. They were terrible. Um, didn't seem interested at all. Griffin Neem and Luciano were the, ca- the best for the Cowboys. Uh, Fish and uh, Lindsay Smith were good in the middle of the field. I thought Somerton had a good game. Uh, I was going to ask you about this because have we seen the last of Sonny Luke? I think so. They didn't. They if you're brushed him put here. That kid up, they brushed him. <laughs> he here was good. And they've had an opinion, Somerton. He was and they've good. got Riley Smith, I believe, in the ranks. A few others in the ranks, but Mitch Kenny's had a good year. He's a bit, um, suspect, bit more physical. Well, His that was the service seems excuse a bit was better. They wanted a more starch in defence. Mm-hmm. So that's just an excuse. His I think, seems I think from the spruik that he came into this year with, we might not even see him at the club next year. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Even if they've got three other hookers on the roster. Garner and Cogger were very good. Um, Taruva Toto 
Martin were great. Like they <laughs> just played out of their skins. Um, watching this, Crichton was roaming much more than I've seen from him of late. And actually, Crichton was my man of the match. But he's my man of the match too. Um, we get there. Brilliant. But it led Big Vinny to clear Big Vinny D up, prognosticated so. that um, maybe they're looking at perhaps playing Crichton at six. Right. And they haven't done this. Um, I, I don't. But and then having just to play Peachy, but I don't think you can. Um, Cog was absolutely brilliant here, so you can't. Mm. I don't think I, I didn't care. But it was just, just and, and it, but when, when you watch when like I, it makes when a bit of live, sense if you run when you watch this game the way the Crichton played, I thought oh, okay they're going to try and maybe play essentially play two fullbacks mm. six and one have Edwards and and but they did anyway so you don't have to change. You just much. saw how good he was in the air uh, uh, with that kick across so, to the so, center. Some of his stuff he does he does it feels like it's in second gear. Like it feels like he could jump eight foot if he had to, but he doesn't have to. Well, he can, so he yeah, just gets up and smiles. His footwork and, and his power yeah. when he's out in the centres, yeah. I, I think you've got to leave him out there realistically. Um, yeah, Critter, three points every day of the week. I thought Cleary, obviously Cleary was the conductor again with two, and I had Yo with the one. I, had, I think Cogger has to get something out of this. Cogger? Okay. It was great because he did have, I think he had three tries, this, three line breaks, this, but um, they were all crucial stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's again, we put through the spectrum what you said about Sullivan. Yep. Uh, was when it was at, at the start of the game, Cogger was the one, and admittedly, a couple were last balls. And but I think he fitted fit great in this team. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Having okay. said what I said, we'll leave, um, uh, it's a fun game to watch because I watched this game with uh, up at the Pyre with uh, Mrs.'s netball final yep, or whatever. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but watched it with Elijah, and Elijah watched all 80 minutes. And it's fun to watch through an eight year old, a seven year old's eyes. Uh, him cheer footy and it was it was sort of cool to watch that. Uh, my yeah. favourite was every time Leota got the ball, he'd yell out, "He's steaming like a train." <laughs> so that's my new thing now. Uh, yeah. He loved Moses, but uh, and and Nathan, everything's Nathan, 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 and I see them play down. Like we're it's a bit just hard we're, not to talk about Nathan. Well, we're just <laughs> the thing is we're just you know bitter old drunks at the pub, but um. When you go watch them play footy in the park and how much it means to some of these kids, what mm-hmm. this parent, this team means, it's like, okay, this is, you know, we have a whole generation inspired allegedly by Benji Marshall in 05 and this, that and the other. And I think even these, the blokes playing this game would say they were back then. Yeah, yeah, and now yeah. there's a whole generation that have shit mullets and terrible <laughs> moustaches uh, but are inspired by, including my son, but they're inspired by this Panthers team. And I think it was cool to sit with Mar Randy and watch it and have him commentate. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and we watched the whole game, but mm. the, the Leota thing was funny. Um, and Crichton and Bizza, they're the ones. But they know, um, like, it, it's just good to see. Like, this is the generational team. And yeah. I know uh, Action Bailey's had his moment about all this a few weeks ago when he was signing his nuts or whatever he was doing up there. <laughs> I don't even know why I've got tears coming out of my eyes now. But, um, it was cool to see that that's – it sort of hit me like, hey, this is uh, – this best team of this era have generated this interest in Massive football. Massive impact on – Unfortunately, the they're now going to have yeah. to try and be good players in the biggest nursery in the world and all end up elsewhere. But <laughs> um, but so it's really cool. But the, um, Penner front target, you know, they're, if they're $2 to win the comp, I'd say that's fair. Yeah, I think they're still two forty five or something. Actually, they have been for the last few weeks, but probably shortens after this weekend. <laughs> after this performance, you'd have to have them a dollar ninety. Well, yeah, yeah, but you'd have to say as well that if you can get a dollar seventy in a grand final, I'd rather take that and 
speculate this far out. Yeah, yeah, of course. Given how badly we've punted this year. Any else we had from you? Like, from what we said, though, you could, that one point, you could have, if you'd said 10 blokes. And yeah, this yeah. Is, uh, Absolutely. This is the problem with trying to give Daggy yeah, points to Taruva, yeah. Fish. Summerton. Leota, like the two we mentioned, the front rowers were fantastic. Um, Tango was good. Yeah, welcome back. Edwards was good. Anyway, yeah, he's 193 try assists. Scored him no points in this game. <laughs> 193 try assists. And then um, I went yeah. home drunk and watched the uh, th- the Dragons, uh, and, the Dragons and the Knights. 32-12. Another game that was a decent enough game for half hour. But mm. it just... Um, Confidence is such. Do your stats and I'll say my little shit. <laughs> two tries for the Dragons, six for the Knights. Two out of two conversions played, three out of six. One out of one penalty attempts for Newcastle. 63% completion completion for new, for the Dragons. 74% for Newcastle. One line break to six. 27 tackle busts played, 47. Six offloads to nine. Three force dropouts by the Dragons. 371 tackles played, 339. 18 errors played, 13. Three penalties conceded to five. One inside the 10 against the Dragons. Sinbin from both teams. Young with 104 Supercoach points. Siafidi with Jacob Siafidi with 84. Then two other Newcastle players before you got to Sloan on 76. Confidence is a wonderful thing mm-hmm. in rugby league. And watching this um, Newcastle team in this game, and that was like, again, it's all through the spectrum of the last game of the year, and Dragons don't really care that much. But. There is no reason from this Newcastle team hasn't changed that much for what they put out last year, and especially this one here without Hastings, Ponger and Co. Fuck, they played good footy in this game. And you watch some of the movements, um, the try that the couple of backline plays in the second half that went back through the middle there. Um, Oh, the new Brown try and Amazu try. Mm -hmm. uh, They were just standard backline plays, but they were delivered crisply. Ball hit the ground. No one panicked. They went back, did it again, hit the spot, scored the try. And it's just like, I just, that, that, that hit me again watching back the replay again today, but it hit me on the night. Like, um, that new Brown try was a good try. The one, the other one, the other ball that Dylan uh, Lucas Lucas popped. Is it him that popped it or top? Anyway, popped it in the inside. It's like, these are plays that are just confident. Fo- like, they can, they're all first grades. Every first grader can play footy. Mm-hmm. But they're playing good footy and there was no panic. There was no... Um, sort of trying to push too much or push too little. It was just we know where we're going, this is where we're getting at, and they did that. Yep. And this was just a classic case of it. Like they're missing their, what, four best players, you'd say, um, if you had to argue that. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, uh, by the end of it, they were in second gear and looking like a quality, quality team. Mm. And it's, I just think it isn't amazing what confidence does because this team last year couldn't beat a drum. Well, it helps when you start the way they did. The first 10 minutes they were just breaking holes all mm. everywhere, like all across well, the defensive line. Well, when um, I think I messaged you and Dane and maybe mm-hmm. when Saifidi scored in the first minute said, well, uh, Dragon's here to upbeat the dra- the Tigers' intensity for the weekend. But Yeah, well, it looked like it was going to be a real long day for him, but it wasn't as bad as it could have gotten. They, <laughs> well, I thought they played pretty well for about an hour. I'd give them 40. But yeah. 40's fair. 40's fair. <laughs> Probably, um, you know. Didn't end up as bad as it like it looked like it was going to get. The the lovely chip and chase from Brent aren't. <laughs> yeah. yep. But that's about when he switched off. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. He wasn't really keen to get, to get too involved uh, towards the back end of the game. 
the Ravalawa's try was pretty nice as well. That, that, even though that was the end of their day, but um, the two tries they did score well, were said, actually that was one of the, that was good. that was the best grounding I saw all weekend uh, until I saw Tom. Oh, until Tom Young until at the back end of this later. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Well, I've lost my spot. It was I. Um, yeah, but that was about as good as it got for them. Newcastle defended pretty well, I thought, when they needed to. Uh, they were decent in the middle. They weren't as strong as they have been through the middle of the field recently, but, um, you know, did a decent job. Adam Elliott was really good again. Um, he's really developed his passing game as well, as a, playing as that 13-role ball player, um, which is not something we've seen a lot of him out of. Well, a lot of out of him we've seen like you've seen these offloads and stuff but he's really starting to play more as a ball player mm. and setting up stuff before he gets to the line i think that time he spent at uh, canberra hooker probably held that <laughs> maybe <laughs> but um it was just the the effort like the strong running and the passing once the ball got out wide and it just absolutely killed the dragons um like two of the best finishes you ever want to see in the space of what seven minutes or something yeah. from Dominic Young to finish off the game. One of them is upside down, and the uh, the second How one is called that <laughs> the upside down one on his back without like. And the yeah, second amazing. one, he was fucking back to front and inside out, like it's yeah. just <laughs> facing it in the total opposite direction, and somehow still is able to. Co- the, the put down was a bit iffy on that second one. I thought he probably dropped it. If that, it if that, if that was a Tigers game, it would have been disallowed. I'll tell you now, it'll be disallowed. But, but the are. acrobatic skills probably deserve some points. <laughs> so I thought Sloan and Sully were, were good. Um, Burns and Laurie and Jack DeBellin did plenty of work in the middle, but um, didn't amount to a great deal. Daniel Saifidi and Elliot were good. Um, throw Croker in there as well. But the back five were just brilliant. Again, another game dominated by the outside backs. Mazu was very good. Uh, Gamble had a terrific game, and he has what, probably it's three a terrific season. Last this three or four weeks, he's really he's been even better. The last well, three the or best four thing weeks. they've done is back him, mm. and again, confidence is a great thing. Yep. But a, another running half who's willing to just get involved, put his play within what he does. You know, he's short kicking. He, he sticks to his short kicks and trying to Aggressive be in the right spot. Running, yeah. yeah, and um, what what a year he's had. Uh, Tuala and Jacob Saifidi were very good. Uh, Brown had a very good game, I thought. Um, I don't I don't understand how he didn't get more of a crack at yeah. Bulldogs because he was good for the Tigers. He was good here, and um, Dominic Young was yeah outstanding. Yep, I think <laughs> I gave him the three points. I just thought, you know, obviously. Those two finishes were brilliant. He's up around 200 metres again. Um, I thought he was fantastic. I gave Gamble the two. I thought he was um, a big part of what they did, especially down that right-hand edge, and Jacob Saifidi, the one. Yeah, cool. Let's go with that. Uh, they, yeah, kudos to them. I, I enjoy watching them play. Uh, Lockie Miller had a pretty good outing. His last, probably his last NRL game. Yeah. Particularly unlucky to get Sinbin, but it, it probably, you know, it was one of those ones it had to be, but... It was, no, actually, well, yeah, it was interesting, um, though, and Vossi said it. They appealed, and he wasn't wrong that he was compl- still completing the tackle yeah. from the first time round. <laughs> like, it's almost like double jeopardy. How do you get Sinbin for a tackle you're still in the middle of making when the ball comes back? It was, it, I just thought that was interesting, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, we get to s- 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 Sunday, Sunday afternoon. 
where the uh, Titans 34 beat the Bulldogs 30. They get to 30, didn't they? We should have won by heaps more. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, six tries to five, five out of six conversions. Played five out of five for the Dogs. A missed two-point field goal attempt by the Bulldogs. 73% completion played, 68% for the Bulldogs. 138-plus running metres and 137-plus post-contact metres for the Titans. Seven line breaks to four. 45 tackle bust to 35. 15 offloads to nine. One force dropout by the Bulldogs. 235 tackles played 329 for the Bulldogs. 13 errors to 15. Two penalties conceded to three. Two ruck infringements to four. Kieran Foran with 129 supercoach points. Josh Adokar with 102. And Cruz Lemming with 90. Add Kieran Foran to the list of blokes that have had a, a revival year. Hasn't he? Uh, fantastic. Very good. Um, I thought I thought he had, in my head he had a hat trick earlier in the year, but this was his first hat trick apparently. First he had a double. Yeah. He had, I remember he had a double maybe he against did. Manly or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. Uh, entertaining game. Very frantic style of play from both teams. That led to plenty of points, but um, quite a few errors as well with the ball just being thrown around all over the place. Um, Titans played a, a little more controlled and consistent, and I thought they controlled the game for big parts of this one. Um, obviously, the dogs hit back at the back end, levelling up the scores a little bit, but um, if you need a salesman, sign up Kieran Foran. He's just <laughs> selling dummies left, right, and centre. <laughs> well, you, know, you know who was buying him, actually. I'm going to just... Uh Write that in for Popland, actually. <laughs> and, yeah, just cruising past people after he's... Well, Billy <laughs> apparently can't read a dummy to save his life. I'm pretty sure the first try he threw about four dummies. Yeah. <laughs> he went left, right, yeah. left, what left. What about um, Luke Thompson's effort? A couple of those where he came straight for anyone. Oh, there he is. Yep, see Which you way did he go, George? Well Which done. Go? <laughs> and then, yeah, charge through. Hat trick. First hat trick of his career, apparently. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. Great to see. Um, Josh had a car flying down the wing. <laughs> well, how good is, when is you, that um, bloke? The thing in is, full when, actually, well, when they got thirty, you'd see eighteen points were on the back of Fox. So yeah, this was his best game. But him think. just screaming no, down the field, and, and he looked as second fit as one he's he scored been all year. Where he beat eight blokes and then eight tackle busts and this out and the other. <laughs> he was that was tremendous. Um, yeah. AJ had a couple of really nice, beautiful touches. I'm glad actually. they're trying to shop him back to the Tigers because uh, we could use him. Yeah, absolutely could. Um, AJ with yeah, a couple of beautiful touches, uh, passing, passing inside and outside, and uh, just supporting through the middle of the field uh, created some opportunities. Both teams uh, were like sort of 50% good, 50% bad, realistically at different times of this game. Um, Max King and Blake Wilson were awesome, I thought, uh, for the, I for the like dogs. I Wilson, as I've said. Moran, Waddell and Kikiel, yeah. Burton, person, Burton did a decent job. But, yeah, Max King and Wilson, absolutely standouts. And Josh Adokar had the best game of his season by a fair Does way, Burton I thought. Does Burton end up in the centres eventually? So. He's a centre, isn't so they've got to fly in two arms. That's the problem. Jay Lillai. <laughs> yeah. I think, that, I think they're happy with Sexton. Um, I, I wouldn't be unhappy with Sexton. Yeah, he's been okay since he's come back. Um, Kelly and Keeney at fullback was good, I thought. Yeah. Um, Cleese Haas had a, good, a decent game. Cruz Lemming was very good, as was um, Brimson. thought David Feeder, David Feeder had a very good game as well. But Tino and Foran were the two standouts. Tino was on a mission just to 
grab anything that came anywhere near him. The amount of effort that bloke put in for the first 50 or 60 minutes of this game was tremendous. But Foran was the standout with his hat-trick and I think he set one up as well. So three points for mine. Tino with two and Josh Adokar has to get the one, I would imagine. I was going to give him two just for my own amusement. But yeah, um, I'm no, fine we'll with give that. Tino one. Tino one. Tino was, was phenomenal again. But, uh, but it's Fox, expected uh, from him. <laughs> but Fox, again, we grade on a curve here. Uh, what do you make of the female referees for the weekend, dare I ask? I thought the second one was better than the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about as far as I'll go. No, realistically... There's a simple... A little bit behind the play at there's times. A simple, yeah, there's a simple physio- physio- physiological... Yes. Physical attribute that women can't run as fast as men. I know, you know, some women don't want to hear it, but elite, primed, train everyday men are going to be at a much faster tempo than the fittest woman, with all due respect. And that is why, unfortunately, it will be that I can't see them refereeing a grand final in the near future, is all no, I'll say. I wouldn't think so. Um, yeah, the, the first performance was um, hard. You probably. You know, 50-50 average at best. And mm. the second one, I thought she was pretty good early in the game. But by the end of the game, yeah. she was a, a fair way Get behind tired the and, yeah, all the rest of it. Yeah, well, we might just leave it there without offending anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to... We've probably offended someone. But. Someone will get outraged, I guess. <laughs> uh, we've got the last game of the round, which is the Sharks 24, the Raiders 6. Uh, I'm sure you're very keen to talk about, but I just want to quickly plug now before I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media. Instagram, sure. Threads, Facebook. Do you want a break? Are you right? No, no, good. I'm you need a beer. I do need a beer. I'll go get a beer. You, you do you, that. You keep plugging. Uh, Instagram. Uh, well, we're going to mention you in a minute. That's fine. I had a piss as well. All right. No one plugs better than the old Dagsty. Don't you fucking thirsty morrow off for a piss halfway through the Bunning scoreboard. No, this guy does. <laughs> so here we are on the... Uh, what are we you were plugging so, Threads Social and media, do that on Facebook. Yeah. But also just mention uh, Levishka who... Wrote in and said that uh, the tap and I hit on Walsh reminded him of the scene from The Waterboy, which uh, made me laugh <laughs> last week. Uh, some other good stuff off socials, but he, yeah, leave us some feedback. You'll be watching on YouTube, leave us some feedback, uh, especially because next week we're going to start doing our bottom four review. Uh, sorry about that, but I'll drag you back out to do that. We might, do, we might be doing a deck, actually. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, but leave some feedback below. About hate, what you made of the bottom four, Tigers, Dragons, Bulldogs, and Dolphins. I don't know. Someone else who's better at their job, probably thirsty tomorrow, uh, can tell us <laughs> yeah, who is the time. bottom four. Um, but leave us some feedback because we're going to do our bottom four review. We're going to have reviews of the uh, matches this week, obviously, and look towards the elimination Titans. finals. Oh, Titans, of course. Um, if you are one of those fans, especially get in touch because I wouldn't mind speaking to some of you how you feel. On, for, and against. Um, the challenge I'm going to throw out to both of us mm. is we have to find either a good news story or something positive from all of these bottom eight teams. Right, okay. So have a think about yeah, that. Yeah, right. Which you know, some are quite easy, some are mm-hmm. less so. But let's make it not all die. You know, I'm, I'm depressed enough, mate. <laughs> I followed any team ever to finish lower than the wooden spoon the year after. So yeah, how good's um, that? find something to cheer me up about something or other. But that's what can come next week. And we're going to quickly get back to... Sharks and the Raiders. That's the one, 
Five yeah. tries to one, two out of five conversions. Played one out of one for Canberra. Missed field goal attempt for Canberra. 76% completion played 70%. 107 plus running metres for the Sharks. Four line breaks to three. 48 tackle bust to 31. Seven offloads to eight. One force dropout to two. 330 tackles played 388. Both teams made 12 errors. Both teams had one ruck infringement. And there was a send-off. Nico Hines with 127 supercoach points, Jack Williams with 86, and then seven other Cronulla players before you got to Rapana on 66. Must have been a happy boy. It was pretty good, yeah. Nervous um, for a bit of this? Not first particularly. First half was no. tough or just never? They... The first try from Canberra, you know, I was worried there for five, about five minutes or so, but the Sharks really seemed to. I know the majority of the first half Canberra were winning the field position battle, uh, but that was coming more off the back of Fogarty's kicking game than anything else, but which didn't concern me as much as if they'd been making breaks through the middle of the field. Like Canberra have felt for the last six weeks mm. that, yeah, they can get field position in the game, but then they have no point of attack by Fogarty. Mm. Um, this is a Canberra team that, as we said, the Tigers should have White beat. and threatened once or twice, but yeah. Yeah, no, and did make it, but, then, but even White's couple of breaks was soft as shit shark mm. stuff as well. But yeah. Correct, correct. Um, another week, another very tough, gritty performance. Both these teams basically played the same first half they played the week before against um, different opposition. Uh, you know, they, they came in for a fight and they fought for every inch through the middle of the field. There was some strong running and defence from both sides. Uh, I thought the Raiders, yeah, as I said, probably had the better of the, of the first half for most of it, but it was mostly um, Fogarty's kicking game. He just seemed to be kicking it that 10 or 15 metres further than what Hines or Trindle were. Yeah. And um, it made made a big difference in the field position. Um, I believe it's, yeah, mm. next year he's three years is up. He might be in demand, Jamal Fogarty. Yeah, absolutely. There are some very clubs good kicking game. who could very much use him. And um, nice short passing game, yeah. So yeah. there's definitely some skills there. Let the Raiders play on the front foot for a big part of the first half. Couple of big defensive plays from the Sharks, which has been a bit unusual for them. They don't generally pull out the massive <laughs> defensive plays, but that uh, the break with uh, what was it, Nico on Seb- Sebastian Chris to push him onto the sideline and uh, and stop that one, and then uh, Katoa with the, just before he got dumped on his head, that take that he took on the on the goal line. Yeah, the way yeah. he got up, like that was threatening, <laughs> threatening as, and he just cleared everyone, picked it up, and then got dumped on his head. Unfortunately, <laughs> after he took that yeah. one, and um, Tracy cutting down Whiten when he broke into the backfield, and fru, fru. Tracy was able yeah, to I round him up without yeah. anything else yeah. happening after the back of that. And they were um, three big moments for the Sharks in this one. Um, obviously, the Sharks put on points at back at the back end when it was twelve on thirteen, and. They yeah, to did. put them all in perspective, they're all at a time when it's 6-4. Mm. So the back end yes, blew correct. out, but That's at the right. time, uh, you, you look at it now, and this gets lost a lot in um, rugby league reviews, but like at was, the time, they were clutch plays. Yeah, absolutely. And there was two or three tries at the back end with the Sharks, it was 12 on 13, but they'd really ramped up, the Sharks had really ramped up the um, the tempo about mm. five to ten minutes earlier than the, the send-off. With Braley, especially Braley getting out of dummy half and pushing pressure through the middle with blokes backing up the likes of McGuinness, Nakora and that pushing through that middle. Yep. And then they scored and then you go down, Canberra went down the other end and then obviously that, that was the send-off. But um, I think the Sharks would have continued on their, their way 
may may not have um, been 24. It might have been 18 or you know 16 or something to to six. But I still think they would have um, scored another one of those tries at the back end of this game because they they seem to get right on top about 20 minutes into that second, 15 minutes into that second half. Um, Sharks' attack wasn't great, but uh, the Raiders wasn't either. So <laughs> what, do, what do you say about that, really? Um, two of the Sharks' tries are pretty simple. Uh, just balls turned on the back on the inside, which is they're going to have to be a better in attack, obviously, coming up against this Roosters team this week. Um, the Raiders did let in two, two pretty soft tries there, which uh, wasn't great. But I thought Young, Solo and Whitehead were good for the, the Raiders' side. Trey Mooney probably had one of his better games that he's ever played in first grade. Fogarty and Rapana were very good. And Wolford, near 60 tackles, 61 tackles or something. Ridiculous. And um, uh, Whiten was a threat out in the centres. He he broke broke him open a couple of times. It's almost like he should have been there for the last couple of years. Mm, Maybe. I thought Tracy Trindle and Nakora were decent. Braley had a very, very good game. Mulatano was good as well. Um, McGuinness was strong again. He's been tremendous for, what, eight, ten weeks now? Yep. Uh, just ripping in every game. Williams had a fantastic game. I was going to say, Jack He came yeah, on and changed. Jack, Jack Williams yeah. uh, changed he's almost through like, the middle. That, was, that holy hit was McGuinness all over him. Mm-hmm. And I, I just watched him think uh, it was McGuinness. He then, was pushing blokes off and he yeah, was making he, very good meters. Uh, if he's going to get in and do that same sort of work, mm-hmm. um, that's good. Hines was oh. brilliant. I th- I gave Ramian the man of the match in this. Wow, okay. I thought he was fucking tremendous with what he did in this game. The amount of times that he was, uh, every time they they saw the play broke down, he was the bloke taking the inside ball and running straight at front rowers. Like yeah. didn't give a shit. Constantly a threat on the on the edges, uh, breaking open all sorts. Gave White and headaches out there. He was tracking back through the middle of the field, and yeah, I I gave Ramian the the man of the match. Nico with uh, two, and then I had either Jack Williams or Wolford for the one. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Give it, give it to Williams. They did win by twenty, yeah. uh, but uh, the fact Wolford making sixty or Ramian must have been good for Nico not to get three. So, oh, he's brewing in the air. He was just causing all sorts of problems. Eleven tackle bus, I think it was two hundred and something meters. Like, and he was give, give constantly it, turning the give it to taking Wolford. the inside. Give it to Wolford, actually. Sixty-one just tackles looking through this yeah. and looking through everything else as well. But yeah. sixty-three officially. I noticed probably four or five times where the play broke down and the only bloke around that wanted the ball was Ramian and he was running it straight back into the middle of the, the thing. And, yeah, I just thought he was tremendous. No, brilliant. Um, that, yeah, do you want any stock in Canberra next week? No, fuck no. No, me neither. <laughs> so that is it, Barn. We've done it. 27 rounds, all reviewed in depth each and every week. Shake your hand. Let's do that. So uh, we've, well, we do have to wrap up with one more pot plant. Have you got one here? Mm. Going straight for the pot plant. All right, I've gone with um, Dearden. From, it, was a, it was a pick of either of the halves <laughs> for the Cowboys. I yeah. thought they were terrible. Three runs in 80 minutes, seven missed tackles, two errors. Just wasn't interested and it, most everything he touched was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm going to pop plant Viliam and kick out. Yep. I think since he's come back, if you went and looked at his three games uh, in, look, even go watch the four minute packages on NRL.com, I reckon he'd be watching someone stride over in most of the tries the boys yeah, have conceded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and it's definitely being shot Ed somewhere. Zero, yeah, well, <laughs> four and walked straight past him three times. So I think we can pot plant him this week. That said, it is the week. It was the week of they just opened the nursery and it gave a two for one deal this week. So <laughs> it wasn't. That's was a Vossi line. I'm quite proud of that. Actually. <laughs> Uh, and as a result, I'm going to slap the Cowboys because they had to have brought something to the table. They decided they're just going to turn up at the table and, and sit around for a bit and get beaten. So disappointed in them. Do you have a slap? Big one of those was Chad. The other half of the Cowboys, they, they were so bad, considering how good we know that they can play. Uh, two runs from from Chad in 80 minutes, eight missed tackles and an error. Um, another one just, just wasn't interested, didn't want to take the ball to the line. Provided nothing for his outside. I mean, all they did was shovel at the drink water for the night and go, you do something, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, come on, like, fucking have a crack. Have a run. There's an interesting, I, I just think there's an interesting um, come up and say over the Cowboys from where they came from top four last year to where they are. There's rumours before you started that they were trying to crowbar Townsend out. I'd be interested to see yeah, okay. what's, um, where that heads next year. Whether he ends up somewhere else or what's around, like end of the day, what's around? Offer Luai two million dollars. You see any halves come through that system? Uh, no, where's 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 haven't. the other lay butt? Where's he? <laughs> I think he's retired, hasn't he? <laughs> he's alright for PNG. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, salute. We've got someone to salute. Yeah, Kieran Foran. First hat trick. Uh, he was selling dummies left, right, and centre. And same game, Toto Cooler. There's two of them. Um, it was his best performance I've seen out of him in, in first grade. And he just, it's like, the way he runs is just so balanced. It just looks so natural. Like, it just looks like everything just lines up and it's just There's perfect. There's three this the weekend where I noticed that. He runs. Uh, him, uh, Faelungo, like incredible yeah, yeah, speed absolutely. off the mark. And then the try, um, Khan Pereira scored where he mm-hmm. just jogged past yeah, he's like, another one. Where he just yeah. jogged past him looking at him. Just like, looks like poetry in motion yeah, when they're moving. They were just yeah. all all three were just super. Uh I'm gonna salute you know what, just to make all the Panthers, I'm gonna salute the Panthers Panthers. The third minor premiership in four years. Oath, yeah. Uh did it impressively again. Uh as I've made the case for that uh, they, they're probably the best team of the modern era and they're outstanding and they're good to watch. And the fact, you know, like watching it through, I guess, the spectrum, watching it with a young fella yep. added something different to that this week and and um, full respect to them and what they've done in this Western Sydney community um, across all facets of it. So um, well done, Penrith. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Not much. Let's sign off and then we're going to review, we're going to preview finals time. Thanks, everyone, that's listened to all year. We've made it through from the five-hour season preview all the way through <laughs> 27 rounds. I want to thank, um, and obviously we think that was later, but I want to thank especially Ollie who uh, drifted in and out, um, Dana, who was a guest, GT for all his statistician stuff. We've got the uh, Dagiem awards here in a couple of weeks. It. Yeah, he might have fucked it all up. Might have left Tarpanay out of the spreadsheet again. <laughs> right, we'll hold that one. Uh, I want to thank me for all the hard work I do, and especially Barney, because he's very good at what he does. Thank and you, I couldn't mate. do it without you, my friend. No, couldn't do it without you either. Rugby League merch, PCTC, Tiving. Anyone who listens, realistically. You know, we enjoy coming out here and having a and having a chat, but um, it takes people that get involved and have a, and want to, you know. Listen. Exactly. 
listen to our content and um, give us a bit of feedback. Make us relevant. So but, um, please, get involved. Give absolutely. us a bit more feedback. It's one stuff. thing that we are missing. Yeah. Get involved. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I can say. But thanks, everyone. We'll be back in a minute to preview round one of the finals.